Hire me, I'll solve your problems, and then fire me. It's as simple as that. As far as I know, I'm the only fitness consultant in this space not trying to build a business out of gym owner codependence. I don't do long-term contracts. I don't do group calls or give you templated systems that are given to everyone. I don't do masterminds, and I look forward to the day you fire me. See, my superpower is that I am really damn good at coming up with unique solutions to your specific business problems. I engineer the strategy and then empower you to execute it. And I solve these problems in a way that matches the type of business you want to run. I don't try to force you into any specific model. I consult with up to 30 gyms per month. When I hit that number, I don't take on anyone else until one of my clients fires me, freeing up the next spot a moment that I proudly look forward to every damn time. Because my goal is to provide solutions to your problems while simultaneously educating you so that you'll be able to run your gym independently. So if you're looking for an efficient, bespoke solution that won't try to upsell you or keep you locked into some mentorship program or online courses, then shoot me a DM on Instagram at WTF Gym Talk. Let me know what problems you're trying to solve and I'll let you know if I'm your guy. All right, thanks for listening. Let's get on with the podcast. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and this is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. We're talking Respect the Tempo and the Chicago Marathon Debrief. So as many of you know, if you've been following over Respect the Tempo, I signed up for a year ago, the Chicago Marathon, ran it in honor of my buddy Ed, used my tempo training um, as the, the main training vehicle for it, and went and ran the Chicago Marathon. Um, to cut to it, so the, to cut to uh, Chicago Marathon, three hours and 28 minutes and 28 seconds. Originally, when I started this journey, and I, I wanted, I talked about this in one of the other podcasts, but I don't like to run. I mean, I don't mind running in and, in and of a workout, but it's not like running was not something I inherently enjoyed doing. I knew training for this was, it, it's the last thing I want to do. I wanted to honor my buddy. I thought this is probably the most interesting way to do so, doing something I don't want to do and having to train for it. So I put that audacious goal of the three hours up there, came up with my training regimen for it, which was, you know, unlike anything else anyone was doing for marathon training and put that into play. And it, it was great. And, I, and, you know, I don't care that I finished at 328 about halfway through the year, right after I finished the Austin Marathon, I had to reprioritize my time anyway, and I just knew there was no way I was going to be able to put in the training to get three hours. It just, it's an odd, I mean, the level of aerobic fitness and just you, the, the amount of time on the road you need to have and on your feet and training for that is just incredible. Uh, I, huge level of respect to, to people who run as their sport, and I've developed a love for running. I will continue to be running in a bigger fashion than I was prior to it, but I won't, I won't be doing marathon level distances. I, that is a one and done for me as far as I, as far as I can see now, but I just want to do a quick debrief on this. A lot of you who follow over at respect the tempo, it, you know, I got a lot of really nice messages over the weekend about, you know, dude, it's, it's awesome, incredible. And you're, you don't realize how lucky you are to do Chicago. I've been wanting to run Chicago for years and it, it's not, I just want to say, it's not lost on me. Like the Chicago Marathon, you don't get to just do, right? You If you don't qualify for it with another, you know, high-performing marathon qualifying time, 
you have to enter a lottery. And if you enter that lottery, the odds of you getting in are slim and none. This year they did like 48,500 people raced. And the only reason it was that big is because this was the last year that anyone who had a ticket or had punched their ticket to the Chicago Marathon during COVID, this was the last year they could still use that ticket. So this was a, definitely like a record-breaking number for them. And they had, here's a crazy fucking number. 1.7 million people spectated. It's fucking nuts. Like, I've never been a part of a big marathon. I ran the Charlotte 5K and the, and the Charlotte Marathon was happening that day. It's an absolute joke compared to a major, which like there's five major marathons uh, for people who do this at a at the global sport level. And Miss Chicago is one of them. So I just want to say it is not lost on me that, you know, it what an honor it is to be able to run. And, you know, I just did a pay to play. Right. So if you don't qualify and you don't make the lottery because I didn't make the lottery, you essentially find a, a, a foundation that you like. And you donate money and you can run with under their name, right? Great, cool. So that, that's what I did. Um, the Multiple Myeloma Foundation was uh, had big representation there. And that was the cancer my buddy had had. So it just worked out beautifully. So uh, 328 to 28. And I just want to talk about this because while I'll never do another marathon, this experience was just absolutely fucking insane. So going into it, I... I kind of like once the once I knew three hours wasn't happening, I was able to relax. I'm like, okay, there's no perf- I don't have a performance thing anymore, and I I know I'm gonna finish. I've trained enough that I will finish the marathon. Now it's just how much pain do I want to be in? Like how hard do I want to go? So I mean, dude, I fucking enjoy. We got in on Friday. You know, we went to the expo, which was incredible. All the vendors and all that stuff was really cool. But it, we just were. It was like I was on vacation. Just hung out, drank, stayed up late. Uh, you know, sightseed, uh, sight saw did that whole thing. It was just, I mean, it was like as if I wasn't even running on that Sunday. There was like no nerves, no like, oh my God, I got to eat perfect and get my perfect amount of sleep. And where's my ZMA? And like none of that shit. It was just fucking just went to have fun. Saturday I had a ton of fun. When I watching football, um, drank more Guinnesses than any coach would recommend you drink prior to a race. It was an absolute fucking blasty blast. Found a bar that carried Jack Daniels, Frank Sinatra Select, which if anyone's ever have has ever had that, they know it's fucking incredible. That was like Ed's go-to Tennessee whiskey that we would drink. So anyway, it was just a fucking great, great Saturday. And then the race Sunday, my God, it just, the energy is nuts. And you just don't realize like how much this means to people. Like it meant a ton to me, but like it meant a ton to me in a different fashion. I'm sure there's plenty of people also running for, you know, friends that have passed and things of and different causes. But just I, I I talked to everybody that I could and how long they've been training for this and is that their first. And I mean, there's a group of guys that have done 40. I think the Chicago Marathon's 47 years old. They've done 45 of the 47. Like what the fuck? That's just crazy. I mean, it's awesome. So uh, let's, anyway, race time. My goal was just to go out nice and steady. I was just going to hold on to a pace that I could hold on to, which I know for me is going to be in the 7.30 to 7.45, and I could do that all day. That's not a problem. So chilled at that pace. I just took in the sights, didn't even listen to the music, which you can't. I don't care how good your fucking playlist is. You cannot hear the music over the crowd. It's in, I mean, the signs, oh my God, I like, the signs are incredible. Best sign of the entire Chicago Marathon for me, 
old woman, had to have been 80 years old. She had like a t-shirt that was like, this is my marathon watching shirt. But she was holding a sign that I kid you not said, worst fucking parade ever. And she had like those big black old people, like the sunglasses that like have the the, the blockers on the side so they can't see anything. It, it's inc- it was incredible. She had a scowl on her face. Worst fucking parade ever. I should have stopped and taken a photo with her. But anyway, the, the you know, it was going well. Uh, everything went, you know, was, you know, hey, this feels nice and easy. And my, my thought in my head was, okay, the furthest I had ever gone in training was 18 and a half miles. So if I get to mile like 18 and a half or like at least a mile 20, when I get to mile 20, if I'm still feeling this good, I'm going to push it. I'm going to just kind of see what I can do and maybe just try to burn it down the last six miles. And I mean, I was, I had more than enough fuel. My family was there. My uh, fiance's family was there. And I had like, I had created a concoction during my training that was about probably about 300 calories, 50 to 60 grams of dextrose sugar, electrolytes and aminos. And I just used different supplement brands and kind of made this, you know, this concoction. And that's what I've been drinking. So I had like four of those and I was consuming one of those, you know, every whatever it was, every, uh, you know, 45 minutes or something like that. So I had plenty of fuel, no issues. And then fucking mile 18 comes and I go, I'm going through it. And, uh, you know, I'm like, this is great. I fucking, I'm about to hit my current PR. And I was going through one of the water aid stations. Now, typically because the streets of Chicago are so wide, they have the water aid, like the tables and the hundreds of people handing out those cups of like electrolyte Gatorade beverages on the sides. So I could always run straight down the middle because I had a water bottle attached to my hand. I had it. It's called a Nathan's is the brand. It's like a Nathan's speed draw. And it just atta- it just goes right under your hand. It's got a little pouch in there for a cell phone or like extra gels or whatever it may be. But I never had to stop and get water because my family was meeting me at pre I pre built markers and times of where I was going to be and when. And they would just we'd exchange bottles and I'd keep running. So I never had to stop at these little water stations. Well, this fucking road that we were on was so narrow. And you got to imagine like there's thousands of cups on the ground. Like you can barely see the cement because so many people have gone through and you just throw the cup on the ground. And at the end of the race, they just take a rake and they clean it all up. So I'm running through it. And I, uh, I, my foot is, you know, I'm stepping on cups the whole way, which is fine, but my left foot I'm step and I, I catch a cup and I go to run and it just slides. Like the ground's real slick slides underneath my foot real fast. My foot goes flying out real far behind me. And I feel this massive yank in this, like, it wasn't a pop, but it was, it was a pull on my like lower gastroc of my calf and my high heel cords of my Achilles. If you remember in 2021, uh, if anyone knows, I tore my gastroc, my low insertion point right above the heel cords. So I figured that's, I might've just done that again. I mean, it was fucking painful. I hobble over the next, like right up ahead is the biofreeze tent. They had like a bunch of those where you could pop in and they would, you know, rub you down with biofreeze to numb whatever pain you had, you were feeling. So I get there and that's when I realize I'm like, okay, this really hurts. I don't, I definitely didn't tear the gas. I don't think I tore my cast rock or my Achilles. I just, I think I, I did something to it. So from mile 18 to about mile 20 ish, I'm just doing this funky little hobble because I can't put a ton of pressure on my left foot because my heel cords are screaming at me. 
And then at mile 20, I tried picking it up at one point. It was like someone slower in front of me. And I, I mean, my hamstring, I thought I yanked it. I thought I pulled my hamstring, complete pull. But it, it I think it was just a cramp. I think I was just over like compensating so hard with this fucked up little hobble I was doing. And I don't know, something my hamstring just boom, pulled. So now I've got these two, both things going for the last six miles. So the last six miles, bottom line, fucking, it was a bad, the, probably the most pain I've been in continuously for such a long period of time in which I just, I wanted it to be over so fucking bad. I just wanted it to be fucking over, you know, but uh, had a job to do, had a responsibility to my buddy, you know, pushed through, got it done. I got some funny video that will get published up on on uh, the Respect the Tempo page soon, but of me just fucking hobbling. My traps are so sore because I literally could only use my arms as my main motive, like momentum builder to get me like lean forward and pump my arms like a little fat kid as much as I could because my lower body at that point, right hamstring, left Achilles, just fucked, just, <laughs> just all fucked up. But still finish that, you know, cross that finish line at 328. And that's what, you know, and that's with a significant reduction in pace the last six miles. So listen, I'm happy with it. It was an incredible experience. Um, I got across the finish line and they, they popped me in a, uh, a wheelchair and I just was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just, you know, but they took me to the medical tent and I'm like, just give me a Thompson test. Make sure my Achilles is fine. And they did. It is. Um, it just, you know, it looks swollen. It looks like the size of a fucking, like a, a, like a Red Bull can is what it looks like right now. Um, anyway, guys, that, that, that concludes my marathon training in the 2023 Chicago marathon. It was, uh, absolutely insane. The world record was broke. Fucking Kaputum, Kittenum. I forget this, the dude's name, that gazelle chaser. That dude is fucking incredible. 22 years old, I believe ran the marathon in two hours in three seconds, like breaking a two hour marathon is going to happen within the next five years. I truly believe uh, a thousand percent believe, which is insane. I think the dude held like a, a four, what is it? A four forty seven mile or something the entire time. Just fucking nuts. Those crazy Kenyans, right? You don't have fucking, you, you don't have a lime scooter. You want to go see your buddy. He's fucking 22 miles away in the next village. So you got to fucking run barefoot. And outrun fucking cheetahs and shit. Um, anyway, um, Chicago Marathon, thank you so much. Ed, thank you so much. Anyone who followed along during this whole journey, thank you so much. I, I'm excited to get back to normal training. I'm excited to keep, I'm still going to be doing my respect to tempo stuff. I'm still going to be combining that hybrid fitness of endurance and strength and time under tension. Um, I'll still be making some fun videos and shit like that over there and, and posting up workouts. But uh, anyway, I make social media content for my, my main businesses and, and it's how I, it's how I, it's my livelihood. And then this just was something that was really fun. And, uh, anyone who, you know, followed along or, or gave up gaps or sent a DM or ever liked anything that I did over there and respect the tempo, or you sent me a message about it over the weekend. I got a ton of those. I, um, I really fucking appreciate you guys. I really do. All right. That's all guys. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great, great fucking day.